welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our weekly pop culture... I haven't done an intro for so long. Our weekly pop culture podcast <laughs> by me, Millie Cotton. And me, Sophie Milner. I was really shocked when you were doing it then. I was like, wait, what? What's happening? But that's that's fine. That's okay. It's, it's hot. I can't... I'm struggling right now. It is so hot. It is 8pm on a Friday and it's still Boiling. 28 degrees. And we're in my flat and we've had to shut pretty much all the windows to keep the sound out, bar one, which is a crack open, and it's turning into a sauna. And I've got a leather sofa as well, which is great. So Definitely sticking to it. <laughs> if you hear anything weird, it's um, us sofa. moving yeah. ourselves yeah. from being stuck to the leather sofa. Oh my God. I actually really need to move now. I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> how's how's, how's how, your week been? Ah, okay, yeah, mine's been fine. My entire body hurts as I've sort of worked out maybe a little bit too much this week. I don't know. I had to, where I was moving and stuff and trying to pack up the house. I took a step back from working out and for me that really affects my mental Mm. health mainly so I've been really trying to and also my body (laughs) went to shit like totally went to shit um and not even my body like my fitness levels I like when I went to do my first reshape after doing one for like two weeks I was mainly spinning because when I'm not really into it I spin because I love spinning whereas when I am trying to you know be fit I do reshape which is like treadmills and um floor work and it's in intervals at one rebel and yeah basically i was i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah it, i just it, couldn't do the I first think, session it was so hard but now i'm sort of like two weeks deep and also cal's parents house which i'm still living at um is a 10 minute walk from the oh, gym which okay, is amazing it used to take me an hour to get to the gym and it took up so much oh of my, my day God, that is yeah, a but long rebel temptation. is worth it I've done a class there and I really didn't enjoy it. But you did boxing, it. you didn't like it. Yeah, but right? I do boxing at co-box and I literally love it. So, so I what think did it's... what's the difference? I've never done a co-box. So one. with one rebel, it was like punching like a big, giant, long bag thing. And it yeah, kind and of... they're all in a circle. Yeah, and it's I don't dark. know. Like I just didn't. I don't know. Like, I wasn't. I, I wasn't comfortable in what I was wearing. Mm. It was quite cheap. Um, like gym clothes. Yeah, and I. I don't know. Like. I like I didn't really feel like it wasn't it wasn't like proper boxing boxing like it wasn't really any that I didn't feel like there was much skill to it and I think that's the thing I like about co-box is like they teach you actually proper moves in the footwork so today we were learning how like to properly sort of like sidestep and like with which feet and not to cross your feet and like yeah. how things like that and they really like the instructors will come around and really be like yeah you know like you know I want to see you like swerve like on your um on your like left hook yeah. with your foot and like pivot like that and they really teach you yeah the okay. moves. I think and so that's what Rebel is probably missing they definitely throw you in at the deep end and they expect you to know like what you're doing yeah. rather than trying to teach you what you're doing and it's very much like you learn by watching but obviously if any if you've only done one class and yeah. you've never boxed before, exactly and I think you're gonna for have us, no idea and it's quite intimidating when for you don't us know it was a doing. brand class it was like well I've done I've done quite a lot of boxing before okay, so I yeah. felt like I knew more but because they weren't explaining it I've been in situations where I've done just I just see I find it interesting you say it because I thought it seemed was like it was just a boxing fitness class but I don't know if that's just because I was there as a brand thing yeah and you know like if obviously they're like a bit like oh we don't know who's done it before so we're just going to take it quite easy and they do a bit of a watered down version mm. of the class so that probably I can imagine might have been it more than anything but yeah I don't know I just didn't really like it that much and I like the fact that with co-box you do a bit on the bags and then you do a bit on like you do the floor work and yeah. stuff like that so you don't do an intervals like you do at rebel you do bag 
for a while and then you do floor for a while. See, I saw Or did you not do intervals when you did? I don't think we did intervals. Oh, really? We literally, so in a... Oh, no, we did. We did do intervals. We did, because I remember we did a few, like, wall sits and things like that, but it wasn't really... We did some wall sits and did some squats, but... So it's kind of like like that, but mm. I don't know. I just think I prefer the format. And also, you you, you have proper gloves yeah, okay. at Co-Box, whereas you didn't Yeah, at... at Rebel, it's these, like, weird ones that you put your fingers through and it's, yeah, it's not Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, like, it? it was... But I just felt like... I don't know. But yeah, so I'm a big Kobox fan. But I, yeah, I do know what you mean with like the thing. When I, I think it was a few weeks ago. I can't remember why I didn't train much. I'm not sure if I'd hurt myself or something. But when I jumped back into it, I was like, fuck this. I'm doing like six days. And I did, I trained for six days. Yeah. I had Sunday off. And I was like, right, next week, I can't do that. And I did the exact same thing again. <laughs> and I was just like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I showed up to my PT and she was like, she was getting a bit annoyed at me because I was like, I can't, I can hardly move. You know when you can, like, you try and squat and you like, you physically yeah. can't because yeah. your muscles won't actually allow oh you to God. do it. It hurts oh, so much. Oh, it's the worst. And like, you're literally like, uh, yeah, I know. It's not, it's not great. And it is bad because it's like, you can't actually do what you're meant to do, but then you still annoyingly push yourself to do it. I think that might just be us and our sort of type of personality yeah <laughs> I don't think a lot of people do actually do yeah that. <laughs> no I know it's everyone bit... thinks I'm a bit of like a a weirdo when it comes to the gym not gonna lie it's fine though it's fine but yeah so anyway I did a boxing thing yesterday which is actually at one Carnaby Street which is cool because they have farmyard mm. at the top of the it's like a three-story thing so there's farmyard oh no farm farm girl farm girl farm yeah. girl which is also in Chelsea and Notting Hill I think yeah um farm girl cafe which was delicious, and we mm. had that afterwards. That was at the top, and then there's Sweaty Betty in the middle. I've actually never worn Sweaty Betty workout stuff, and we didn't get to wear it yesterday, so mm. that didn't really come into it. And then we did a class by um, a guy who runs a gym called, what was it called? Fight Club, but Fight Club with a K. Ah. And it was really, like, I don't know, it was different. It was so weird because, I don't think it was weird, it was just, yeah, different. He basically emceed the whole way throughout the class, what? as well as telling us what to do. And it what? was very, like, grimy, sort of. It was cool. It was very high energy, very grimy, very, like, he was emceeing the entire time. And Sounds also, like we, so every move, we had to shout down from eight to zero, basically, when we would, like, we would finish the round. And if we didn't do it, then we had to do burpees. So you found yourself having to shout. And, like, I hate participating in, like, class shout-outs. When you know you get to the middle of the class and they're like, how's everyone doing? And you're like, woo! Oh, yeah, I hate that I only do so it if I like much. the trainer because I want to be supportive. Yeah. But usually I just won't do anything. Yeah. So it was very like, yeah. Oh. And Hannah was there with me. And we had to do these weird like partner stuff and we were just pissing ourselves. But anyway, my back really hurts. And then uh, what did I do this morning? I went and did a Reshape It Rebel again, which is like my fourth one this week and because I keep doing two classes in one day for some reason at the moment it's I've clearly got too much time on my like, hands no I, so I'll, I'll do a co-box and a personal training session yeah. in a day like it's I think it's just like, I think we've got too much time <laughs> I think yeah but that's that's what that's what I think it was a week when I took a week off and I was like I'm just gonna do what I want to do and because I wasn't yeah. doing anything I was like oh well I'm gonna go to a co-box yeah, class that's and, the thing oh, I, I like, haven't I've got spare hour so work hasn't been as busy this week at all so I've like very much had time to spend on myself mm. which has been so nice like, yeah yeah today I woke up and I went to rebel and then I went and had a bikini wax and then I met Georgia and went for a bar class and then I went and got my eyelashes done it was like the most indulgent day ever but so nice I think yeah. it has to be done sometimes oh my god absolutely and I think like a lot like 
I know as well for myself, I've been so constantly on the go that it's, I like said to myself, I'll have this week off and I haven't really started that much again. Yeah. And it's been great, I love it. You've I, been shooting today though, you haven't really had like a week yeah, off. Yeah, but I remember it's when it's with Gem, it's like, it's just so fun. Like it's not like, it doesn't really feel necessarily like proper work. Although like, unless it's like really fucking hot, which to be fair, today it yeah. was. So it's like, you know, standing in the, Blazing heat and smiling is really hard. How many outfits do you do when you do it? Um, I try and get like two or three done, but this one was quite good because I had like a pair of like really cool new white jeans from Topshop. So not jean weather realistically, but I could just like do a quick easy top change and then yeah, yeah, try and do two or three depending on how much. Yeah, definitely because it makes it worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, because usually if not, I have to end up meeting up with Gemma at some other point in the week, like two or three times, and it's just it's just time consuming. Yeah, it's easy just to get it done. Do you still take your photos in your Google Pixel? I wanted to ask you this, and I was going to ask you before we recorded it, but we mm. might as well ask you now. Because I can't... You need to teach me how, because your photos are very good. It's all... <laughs> everything on Instagram is taken on my Google Pixel, and then still blog I stuff I can't get photos taken. like you get on your Google Pixel on my Google Pixel, so I'm clearly doing something wrong. Like, maybe it's an edit. Like, I... Like, 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 I use... Do you use Lightroom? Yeah. On? Okay, I've got, yeah, Lightroom and Facetune, but not making myself skinnier we've had this yeah. conversation before and um uh this what time. do you use on facetune because i don't i've got it but i don't ever use it i used so, to use it for whitening but I, yeah, yeah i use it for whitening like pavements and floors because i t- find that they tend to have a kind of brownie orange tint and mm. my the filter that i like to use has quite a, picks up orange colors a lot i don't like the way that it does that i like it to be ever so slightly more neutral yeah, so okay. i use that for it i use um if i have had a really awful breakout and my skin's really bad i i will, will smooth out a spot because i'm like i actually don't think there's anything wrong with that. that's not a true representation of my yeah. actual face and to be honest but most of the time I don't I very rarely need to do that because I'm standing far enough away from the camera it doesn't matter mm. um what else I do details in like maybe some food or something I'll bring that or a building if a building yeah. is kind of too blurry oh, right, forget about the details thing where you do yeah, yeah, yeah that's um a good one. what else is another one the on Facetune original there's a patch tool so if there's like something annoying like a piece of like crack I on some, the floor and you yeah. want to like patch it out yeah I sometimes use it for my nipples yeah oh yeah I use it for nipples sometimes too <laughs> as well when you know people are gonna be like nipples or if yeah. it's like a branded thing and you want them to repost it and you know that they won't if your nipples are mm-hmm. there so things like that so uh yeah I know I didn't mean to ask you that yeah earlier. so that's so the thing, like, recent, editing. like this week your photos have been also, light really helps. Obviously, the light is so good at the moment. Oh, my God. It has been. Yeah, you know what? It makes um, such a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it has. And we, me and Carl went out and shot at, like, 6.30 in the morning the other day. And it was great because it was, like, still really, really... Like, the sky was beautiful and blue, but the sun wasn't high enough in the sky to cast that really harsh, heavy light. So it was really, really great. So it got some really great shots there. So. Yeah, that's and really it was cool. really empty in the streets, which was amazing. That's nice. Yeah, so... I also did something else really indulgent. There's a realisation path pop-up in Selfridges at the moment, and I bought a dress. Oh, my God, but it's so nice. Yeah, well, actually, no, to be honest, I didn't think some of it was that nice. I thought the material really wasn't that dissimilar to... Obviously, it's silk, so it is, I mean, but it doesn't look that different. Oh, the, the dress Your dress, I yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, the dress yeah. that I bought, obviously, is yeah. great. But <laughs> some of the stuff, I don't know, I wasn't that impressed by the quality of it. When I first got my first dress from them, which is the star print, the red Alexandra dress. Which they still have. Like, you've had that dress for years, right? No? I got it maybe two years ago. 
Yeah, so and they still make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that that was mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. either with yeah. them that they continue um, to make stuff. But I got that, and um, yeah, and I was a bit like, Ugh. I wasn't disappointed when I got it because I loved it. But it wasn't things. So it is that thing with silk. Like it can be a bit disappointing when you get it because it is so thin and mm. so flimsy that it's a bit like, okay, I spent all my money on this, and it's a little bit weird. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know. It's I don't know. With my dress, it's very much like there's like a bit of thread hanging out of the back and it doesn't seem to be it's not made with like care and do you want to know what really fucked me off and I had this issue a lot yeah everyone always asks me what size should I get the realisation par dress in because mm. I see that you've got the, the red one or the blue one so I love that dress so much I bought it again but in the navy blue yeah and the red one is a size extra small because I took my measurements for it and I was like oh I'm ordering this from America how do you think the fuck boobs up. in it it's a wrap dress but also I took oh, my measurements okay. and it was like yeah that would be yeah. fine like I literally took every measurement my shoulders and everything and because I've got quite narrow shoulders I went with the extra small because it fit everywhere else and I was like that was the one that fit my shoulders best and I mm. didn't want to order something too big on the shoulders yeah of course and it came and fit beautifully all over I loved it so obviously like any normal person would I ordered the extra small in the navy blue it arrived and it was as if it was complete, like cut completely differently. The it was like the the, the two bits obviously is a wrap dress, but the bits that wrap over your boobs were like cut way wider because mm. the extra small did not close over my nipples. Whereas <laughs> like with the and with the the red one, there was probably around about three inches of fabric okay. extra on either side to a point where it actually like not sagged, but it did. You yeah. know, like a wrap dress kind of. Do you gates think that maybe because obviously the other one was two years old that they've made their sizing smaller? I bought them to like I bought them smaller. two months apart. Oh, that's really weird. Then. I bought them two months apart. Yeah, oh. like if not even maybe a month apart. Yeah, I know. So it was really weird. And I emailed them and they're like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, do you want to exchange the size?" And I was like, "I'm not going to risk like this being a one-off mistake." Yeah. I was like, "I like you know, can you send me the small? Got the small, and the small only just kind of like covered my boobs. I have to safety yeah. pin it oh. to make sure my tits don't fall <laughs> out. Whereas the red one fits beautifully. So whenever anyone asks me what size I get, I'm like, I literally can't help you. So I got yeah, I got a few messages about sizing yesterday, and I was kind of like, I got a small, and it's very very tight on my boobs, mm. but that's not abnormal for a size eight or a size six depending on like what the style of the dress Mm -hmm. is and obviously with the dress that I bought it's very much so to describe it it's a bit like the Urban Outfitters dress which was obviously you know what I'm talking about but for everyone else a bit like the Urban Outfitters dress which was the dress of the summer last year but it's in silk which hopefully justifies the extortionate (laughs) markup on the Urban Outfitters dress um actually you know what, the dress they're not too bad they're it's more than i would usually probably spend on a dress mm. but it was 140 quid so it's not like it's not and like designer is it but it's not so. yeah exactly it's plain white it's silk it's beautiful it's cut really nicely timeless. i will wear it so many times yeah. and it is timeless it is just don't spill anything dark on it yeah we'll see watch this space <laughs> mm. oh my god yeah and speaking of like silk because obviously all those dresses are like literally made of silk yeah I really love the fabric, but I didn't really know that much about the production of it. And when it was when ASOS like announced really recently, I think it was the begin the middle of middle of June, middle to the end of June, they said that they were gonna no longer sell silk, cashmere, mohair, or feathers on their platform. Mm. And I obviously with feathers and cashmere, I was like, okay, that that makes sense to me. Yeah, sure. Realistically, I didn't really know the production in mohair. And I didn't really know exactly what it was like in um, silk, but I'm really here on Harper's. The production of silk, for example, kills six 
6,600 silkworms just to make one kilogram of silk. Not to give you a boiling or gassing. That's awful. Now I feel terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm kind of like shitting on our realization paper. I'm definitely one of those people who is so blind to everything that goes on, and I almost keep myself blind. Yeah. So that I don't feel shit about stuff. And mm. that's absolutely awful. Yeah, and you know, but the thing was, so they said they're going to do this from January onwards. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know that that's how silk was, like, actually made. But and surely if they're doing that, then they shouldn't be selling suede or leather. Because yeah. what's the difference? I know, I know. It's a little bit like... Uh, if they're saying they're not going to stop cruelly obtained materials, surely yeah, any it, animal... You materials. think that they take a oh. little bit more of a step that way completely, but then I don't know. I guess is it maybe because these ones aren't byproducts of the food industry? Is that like the grounds that they're perhaps going to go on? Yeah, but I think that's like a shit excuse. It it's is. because it probably is. they don't really sell that much anyway. All of those fabrics are very at much out of ASOS price range, really. So they're not going to lose very much yes. business from it. Imagine if they stopped selling leather and stopped selling suede. They would lose a, a lot cut, of money, like, I imagine. Such a cut of their inventory. Such a cut. Because a lot like, of people, that they're doing that, definitely, but yeah. A lot of people will specifically go to buy something because it's leather, because it means that it's a marker of like the quality. Mm. And like for me, that's never that's never the way it is. If anything, I I actually kind of I would ne something being leather would never be something a reason for me to buy a product. Um <laughs> whether it's faux uh, yeah, faux leather or actual leather is more about how it looks rather yeah, than yeah exactly and if you can get a really nice fake fake leather jacket which is looks like a real one then mm. i'm like I'm, I'm i'd rather do that because it's also so much cheaper i know it, well? it's so much cheaper but i think that's really interesting with asos i feel like they've been pioneering a lot of big movements recently definitely like, because they had the the very diverse campaign with a model with models with um like a broad range of ethnicities and also sizes mm -hmm. and that was really nice that did really well that campaign um that was for the underwear wasn't it because i think they released a diverse nude range of underwear did yeah I, I think they did they did a different shade of like nudes and things like that which I makes think. sense because not everyone is the same yeah. color of nude yeah obviously. no when we were at Harvard nickels we couldn't call anything nude as a describe as yeah. descript color descript because they were like that's not nude for anyone but a white person yeah so exactly. it can't be that um, and then what else they've done? So Obviously, the they didn't. They stopped airbrushing models. You yeah. see models that have got like body hair. You'll mm -hmm. see them with like like bad skin. You'll see them literally looking like any normal girl you'd see on the tube, realistically, rather than yeah. someone who's like completely airbrushed to shit, which is nice. Yeah, definitely, it's so nice, and it's just yeah, it feels a lot more real than it did. And also, so this week they used a model who was disabled and in a wheelchair, which was. So cool. Yeah, and the model actually was, she's a... Okay, so yeah, and then the jumpsuit actually, which was modelled by para-athlete and BBC reporter Chloe Ball Hopkins, she actually helped like design it, which was incredible. I didn't incredible. Yeah, great. so she helped design it, and which is really amazing. And the jumpsuit is actually, it's been made for festivals and, you know, people who are perhaps wheelchair users going to festival. And also for people who, like, you know, don't use wheelchairs. So mm. it's something which is like a super inclusive piece of clothing. And it's this really cool rainbowy print jumpsuit. And, like, it's been made specifically with things like um, jacket and trousers zipped together. Yeah. 
I thought it was a kid outside yelling. <laughs> um, it's made with like jackets and trousers are zipped together. The lining's made of soft jersey for extra comfort and the hem is a little longer at the back to stop it riding up as you move. So I think that's incredible. I'm just looking at the Paul's article now on it and... I think really it's just had such a fantastic response on social because it just hasn't been done, has it? I don't think I've ever seen it before. No, there's a few brands which have made adaptive clothing like Tommy Hilfiger such a wanky name yeah it's a it's a hard one because in a way it's like you want to you want to say that it's a different kind of clothing it's something that's doing something different but what do you say it's a little bit difficult but um yeah their clothing they've, they've been made for people with different kinds of like you know like uh, like abilities disabilities and things like that and then there's also marks and spencer's launched a line for disabled children and it's got things that special features in for kids who've got like things like feeding tubes and mm. things like that and i think that's a really lovely feature i think that the british high street seems to hopefully in some respects be waking up to the needs of the actual people who are buying from them yeah, definitely. And because you shouldn't have to go somewhere else to buy these things, they should be easily accessible. I yeah. It's one of those things, again, that you just don't think about because it hasn't happened to you. But yeah. can you imagine having to go into a, a special shop to buy your clothes because you're disabled? It's yeah. Or having to really, really like, plan, isolating. plan your route, plan your journey and really have to think that much. It's something we completely take for granted. Absolutely. And it actually, it's, it's something that like, it, it, needs, it needs to be spoken about more and it needs to be, like, wh- like more awareness needs to be raised of it. And it's really good that these companies are do, like, actually making some changes. Mm. I read also that in Primark, um, they let disabled people queue jump, basically, so that it's just, yeah, quicker and more comfortable and easier I guess that's so much better than waiting around yeah it's good with that though my only worry is that some disabilities are invisible like Emmy you don't know who's got Emmy it's not something you would ever ever know about someone really not to look at if they're just like you know no doing their day-to-day life then I feel like uh, you couldn't really question somebody if they were saying hey can I skip the queue no of of course not you couldn't but it only takes one 16 year old naive kid who doesn't really understand that mm. to then make someone feel really uncomfortable yeah but hopefully it doesn't happen <laughs> i don't know I, like i don't know what to suggest like yeah i'm not sure does does it exist where i feel like people wear badges for the tube about being disabled no no i don't think i've ever seen i don't think i've ever seen anyone wear them but then that goes down to the thing again being a case of um I guess people take, like, obviously think that it's just, a vi- like, a visible thing. It's not always. Oh, so no. Yeah, there are badges. So there they're, are. They're badges that say, please offer me a seat. Maybe I have seen this with somebody before. Yeah, and it says on it, remember, not all disabilities and conditions are visible. So that's great. That is really good. I don't... I, uh, I've never seen one. I I've never seen anyone wear one. Maybe I didn't know about this. This is really... Yeah. Um... I think that's really important. I think everyone, yeah. you know, because of it, like it's like just because you're, you're not like literally physically, obviously disabled mm. means that you don't have like something that, that you, you need to see as a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Like if yeah. you have cancer, that's not visible and that's obviously you need a seat. Yeah, but is that just a disability as such? Not like disability, air quotes, mm. disability, but it's definitely you've got something so wrong you need, with you yeah, and you're you need tired and if yeah. you're having yeah. chemo or whatever know, you need I to know. have a seat that's like, the thing and i think it's i think it gets it's it's difficult i guess like it also gets into that thing where it's like 
certain people I feel sometimes feel obviously a bit awkward about offering the seats to others I've seen have you ever been there when you've seen someone get offended about like being offered a seat on a tube and it's actually not been like for the right reason no that's never happened oh I've been like someone offered this tube to a lady and then I think she she got really stuffy and was just like oh is it because you think I look old and this poor guy I think he was only about he only looked like he was maybe 18 17 was like oh no 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 I just thought you might like the seat and she got really angry at him and I mean, like, I was like, oh, no. And then someone told me of her friend that sat down on... She was on the tube, and she has... Like, I think she said she's got IBS really yeah. bad. She was very, very, very bloated, and she was rubbing her tummy quite a lot. And someone offered her a seat thinking that she was pregnant, and she didn't even think twice to be like, what the hell? She was like, yeah, okay, thanks. Well, yeah, it's absolutely. Like if someone's <laughs> going to offer you a seat, just take yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I'll have that seat. Definitely. I think um, also, though, so stemming on from this, it's important to remember that people with, obviously, all these amazing things are happening, but also there are still people who really struggle with problems with their disability Mm. and people not understanding it and not being helpful. And, yeah, they have that really very real daily struggle. See, that happened, something happened in Zara recently um, when the actress... Yeah, there was an actress and disability rights campaigner, Samantha Rank, Renke, Rank, and she went into Zara and she had a really, really bad experience where the staff assistants refused to help her reach the card machine because she couldn't re- reach it. And this is in the Stratford Westfield store. Um, Which has just been refurbished. So it's been refurbished supposedly to help people with disabilities be able to access oh it more easily. Oh my god. This is awful. And I, I know this is kind of ongoing perception, which is so true, and this definitely confirms it, that Zara staff members tend to be very bitchy. Oh, they're like, useless. I, like, I, if you're a Zara staff member, like, you know, I, I, I hope you're not offended, but the reputation is... There. But I've always had bad experiences. Like I always yeah, have. No, same. Like Whenever really, really bad. Any sort of help. Yeah. So it kind crap. of it's not it's not very it is not very good. It kind of just like adds adds to the bad stereotype here. So Samantha Renke said nobody gave me any solution or answer or even a bit of empathy, but they still took my money because what happened was she couldn't reach the card reader um, because the tills were too high, and no one would help her reach the card reader. The, the shop assistant refused to literally help her. Yeah, and she said, everyone could see my pin as there's no way of me covering it. I had to punch it in above my own head. That's awful. That's awful. Like, honestly, I think it's awful. I think that staff should be given training on how to handle things like that. Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely, I think so. And I think it's obviously, I think... <sighs> I think this, like many other issues, is something that everyone has sort of skated over for so many years. And basically, if you're not pretty much like, like, white, straight, and you, you basically they can they can avoid dealing with your issues. Yeah. And it's absolute bullshit. So I'm glad that things like this are starting to change and people are getting the platform to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely really important. I think that's all we have. Like. Uh. <laughs> Millie's actually given up. It's Friday and it is so hot. And Love uh, my laptop is on my lap and it's yeah. Love Island is on in half an hour <laughs> and shit is gonna go down. Yeah. Clearly. Oh my god, it really is. So we need to we need to get ready for that. 
fucking hell, it's so hot, I'm gonna die. It's so hot. Uh, but have a fan. Oh, oh wait, oh, we've got wait. a tube. I mean, not a tube, a tip, a tip. Oh, yeah, so, so we so, do. Oh my god, so this is the thing, we haven't got any questions this week, but we do have a tip. Um, Minnie came we over. We have a, a tip segment. Yeah, a tip segment, yay, and not like a typical Instagram tip. This is a hot weather tip. Uh, instead of using a hot water bottle to heat yourself up or use it for period pains, Put your hot water bottle in the freezer instead, so it goes into nice, like, ice cube, and then put it back in its, like, little woolly wrapper, and put it in your bed. And it keeps you cool when you're sleeping. There we go. Sick. I know. I can't wait for that I am... Um, I love that I just said sick on the podcast, <laughs> but okay, good. Uh, normal life. <laughs> anyway, that's the most amazing tip I've ever heard, and I don't have a hot water bottle at my boyfriend's parents' house, and so I can't do it. But surely his else... mum must have one. Everyone's mum has a hot water bottle. She'll yeah, think you're mental think for so. asking about it. But... She'll be like, "Why do you want a hot?" I looked at you like you're a bit mad. Yeah, yeah. And then I realised you were putting it in the freezer, and then realised I was a genius. Literally. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, this is going to be out on Monday, so there's no point of saying have a good weekend, but. I'm going to have a great weekend and I hope you have a great weekend, Soph. Yeah, I'm going to have a great weekend too. Yeah. We will (laughs) see you next week.